Alright, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. shouldn't have happened that's my fault sorry oh we got there in the end i'll do i wasn't i know what i was doing there with the pictures anyway um i'm richard and you're watching the positive arsenal podcast Hi, I'm Richard Aiden. Welcome back to my channel over and over and over again, the Positive Arsenal channel. This is going to be the seventh edition of the Positive Arsenal podcast, and we're looking forward to Sunday's big game in the Premier League uh, with Wolves, and also looking at a few other issues going on in the world of football at this moment in time. Of course, we played in the Europa League last night as well. Um, the show is currently going out live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, so wherever you're watching it, please um, give it a like and nip over to, uh, to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. If you'd like to get involved um, in the show, you know, please drop your comments in the box and any questions and stuff that you've got and we can go through that as we go along um and i've got some guests joining me as well as we look forward to this game so first of all we've got he's become a bit of a regular now actually on the show uh welcome back to melvin good evening everybody looking forward to this uh very is. good memories of our times in Walton. some not so good memories but we'll come to that later yeah, well, that's the same with every club, isn't it, I suppose? But, yeah, I think your memories of Wolves go back a little bit further, which could be interesting later on as well. And coming back after a week, he had a week off, actually, um, for some reason. But our positivity guru is back, back in the house, Andrew. You OK? <laughs> Hello. How are you, mate? Sorry if you had a lack of viewing figures last week. I do apologise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the massive negative effects on the ratings, but you know, I'm sure this week we'll be fine. Um, oh, so, and, and Andrew's back in the house, which is good. And also, Thanks as well, like, we've, got very, we've got a very special guest joining us as well. Um, he's from the other side, actually. His name's Luke, and he's a Wolves fan. How are you doing, Luke? Welcome to the channel. Oh, good. Thanks for having me on. You look okay? Very, very, very good, good, mate. Thank Looking you. forward to. Uh, very good. To, to chat to you, all you guys about um, what's been going on in the world of football. So that's the panel, and this is the Positive Arsenal podcast. Just before we start, I just really wanted to just pay a tribute to this guy, probably the greatest footballer I think I've ever seen play. Obviously, um, he did pass away. Um, I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? I think for so, um, yeah. You start our pizza, Diego Maradona, fantastic player. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he was brilliant. Wasn't he? Um, so, basically, yeah. I mean, where I wanted to start this week actually is the fact that now we are allowed to have fans back in the stadiums, which um, will be the first time since March, and we're going to be one of the first. In fact, we are going to be the first club in England to have fans back in the stadium on Thursday night when we play. Um, Vienna in the Europa League 
Now, I'm quite interested to know what your you guys' thoughts are on this because the capacity, the, the attendance, sorry, is, is going to be limited to 2,000 because of the restrictions and stuff and London being in Tier 2 and all this kind of stuff. So, um, for me, personally, I can't see the point of going to football in a 60,000-seater stadium with 2,000 fans in, with no alcohol, you can't mix with your friends, you can't sing, you can't cheer, you can't do any of that. To me, it's a waste of time. I'd rather they wait until we can get it back to something similar to what it used to be like and just have it as it's been because to me I, I don't really I can't get excited about going to a game in a half empty well a pretty much empty stadium with you, you're not allowed to do anything other than politely clap when the teams come out and stuff like that to me that's not football that's not what it's about for me but I'm interested to know what you guys think maybe start with Luke then I was obviously coming on the show now what's, what's it like for you guys at Are you kind of wanting to get your fans back in even in those small numbers or would you rather wait um, I think some some fans would they'll just go regardless. Like they'd be happy to go back. Obviously, being in tier three, um, we can't have zero fans. But again, it's, it's not. I can't see it impacting on form. You know, I, I can't see it being an advantage having two thousand fans in there. Um, I mean, it's, do you think even with two thousand Arsenal fans there, that the release attendance will still be sixty thousand? Definitely, yeah. Well spotted. Well spotted. But I think um I suppose it's better than nothing, but it's I mean this this is another conversation for another podcast, I suppose, but it, the government haven't got a clue have they? They don't know what they're doing and and just allowing two thousand fans when you know you you're rubbing shoulders with somebody in Asda or Tesco, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it's just, it's laughable to be fair and it's quite embarrassing. But um, I suppose it's better than nothing at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I'd rather have nothing because I, I just can't see the point of it. Football is taking away all the fun out of the football. <clears throat> it's like the people that make these decisions, it's like they are so out of touch with what going to football means and what it's about and what it's always been about for fans. And to make it like that is... Uh, it can't even be about the money because there's no way the club can be making any money from having 2,000 fans when they've got to employ staff to open the gates and look after it all. So, I don't know. To me, it's mad. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Melvin, about the 2,000 fans that we've got on Thursday? I think, first of all, you go to football for the atmosphere. There ain't going to be any atmosphere. But there are plus points. I can get a cut here at half-time. don't have to worry about queuing. <laughs> I can get a drink if I want a beer. I don't have to worry about that. And I can hear myself, well, I'm not allowed to shout, am I? I've got to clap. It's like being at the bloody uh, opera, isn't it? No, it's, for me, it's a no-go. It, it's Listen, we don't mind getting up, going on the train, doing this, doing that, to get to the ground, all those hours, coming home again. If you get a bit of atmosphere and you're part of the game, you're not part of it. If you're not allowed to even cheer, I mean, that is ridiculous. And just going back to your point, Luke, we're not allowed to sit, so you, can have, you should have, be able to have 20,000, 30,000. You know, you're not allowed to be six feet from someone, but I can sit on the underground next to someone I don't know. Yeah. I can't I think... sit next to my son six six feet away. So it's all a nonce. That's a bigger question, like you say. It's a bigger thing we can talk about and spend yeah. hours and get very aggravated. But it is think, a nonce. If, 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 if they put a bit of thought into it, um, say, for example, you've got the Emirates hold 60,000. Even if you went 15,000, so quarter of capacity, you could even give people staggered times to to turn up at the ground so you can minimise the risk of, well, you can maximise social distancing um, with the numbers that way. So, say, for example, Richard, you your allotted arrival time is 2pm at the stadium. Melvin, yours is 2.15. Andrew, yours is 2.30. Mine's 2.45. 
then you're just eliminating it a little bit more and you're getting more people in there. And even 15,000 in a 60,000 seat a stadium, again, you could probably just open two, two stands so people can get a little bit closer together to generate some sort of atmosphere. So, you know, and but there's just no thought behind it. It's just like a number plucked out the air. Oh, 2,000, that'll please them. There you go. Yeah. You know why it won't work for your system? Because it takes common sense and there's none of that around at the moment. Nah, <laughs> not at all. <clears throat> That's not at very all. true. I mean, Andrew, what are you making of this 2,000 fan business? Do you think it's a good thing or should we just wait until we can get a decent number in and carry on as it has been until then? It's, it's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic, mate. And, uh, and they are doing what uh, you said, Luke. They are still going to be staggering oh, okay. know, entrance times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it's ridiculous considering that you can have a much smaller stadium in London as well and they will have the same amount of people in as the Emirates uh, regardless of what their yeah. capacity mm -hmm. is and if they think that it's just going to be those 2,000 people turning up it's, what a joke I mean everyone's going to be turning up there to have a drink in the, in the pubs beforehand with their mates before you know and just have that atmosphere outside as well it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous and it's either all or nothing, as far as I'm concerned. Let them all back yeah. in or don't, you know. And I, I think it should just wait until we can do that. The thing is, though, as well, I mean, I've seen a lot of a lot of Arsenal fans are, are quite, you know, excited and keen to get tickets for the game on Thursday. And in a way, you can understand it. We've not been able to go, have we, for months? And it's like, but for me, it's just going to be a total farce. 2,000 fans in that big stadium when you can't even, even if, even if you could make a noise, you're not going to hear it. It's just going to echo around. And it's going to be worse probably than having no fans at all in some ways. Yeah. Um, but any, anyway, I mean, it, it is what it is. They might see sense after the first few rounds of games. Uh, yeah, go on. I'll just tell you, just tell you as well, that about five minutes ago, Arsenal took the lead in against Derby County. Oh, yeah, the other 23 Just so you know. Yeah, the other 23 games have been played as we speak against Derby. So um, there's a few sort of fringe first-team players playing, like William Saliba and... Um, a couple of others, I think. Is it as easy to say was playing Andrew? Yeah, Pablo Mari's making his comeback. Callum Chambers and and uh, William Saliba back free. So that's not bad, is it? No, it's pretty better than what we've got at the moment. So, yeah, it shows that we've we've got uh, you know we've got some depth in the squad. Unfortunately, at the moment, it's not quite working out. But that's the next one when it comes to it. So moving on to obviously what is now, I think, a big game probably for both clubs actually on um, on Sunday. So, Luke, is there anything in particular that we need to know about Wolves in terms of, you know, stuff going on at the club, injuries and stuff like that, or uh, are you going to keep it to yourself until Sunday? <laughs> um, there's not much going on. Cody was out, I think that was because of um, COVID-19, so I'm not sure if he's back in time or not yet. I've not, I've not really been reading the news too much the last couple of days in regards to Wolves. Um, but no, injuries, we're fine at the moment. Johnny... Johnny's a long-term injury, so he's not due back until probably February or March. But apart from that, I believe I believe we're okay. I mean, what are you? Um, what have you made of your start to the season so far? I mean, it's a lot of draws, a bit like last season, really. But you don't lose often, do you? It's frustrating. It's the most frustrating thing in the world because we're so bipolar. Like one half will be absolutely dreadful, then and the next half will be fantastic, and it's like, where, where's this performance come from? Because we actually do have quite a talented squad. Um, mm. You know, we've got some dangerous players on the day. Neves, Matinho, Patricio, uh, 
Jimenez, Traore, Poden, some very, very dangerous players in the squad. But I, I believe Nuno plays with the handbrake on and it's holding us back massively. Absolutely. Can I ask, you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, Luke, uh, this is only my, my purely my own personal opinion. Do you think your squad is slightly weakened over the summer with, the, uh, with Jota going? And with Doherty going, do you no, think the, the two? Because, uh, well, go on, sorry, go on. Jota's a funny one because for Wolves, his numbers wasn't actually that good, um, and he's gone to Liverpool and he can't stop scoring. But he's, he's probably he's, he's getting better services and he's getting more chances, so mm. that'll be why. But we've Jota, we've replaced him with Pedro Neto and Daniel Pedence. Both will get numbers equal to or greater than Jota last season in terms of goals and assists. So we're not mm. going to lose it on that front. In regards to Doherty, happy to get fifteen million for him and replace him with Samedo from um, Barcelona. Come on, really? I'm quite surprised at that. We've had Tottenham's pants down there with that one. He really? I'm surprised you say that. Yeah, I thought I mean, he was um, a really popular guy there and doing well. No, Doherty, we've got ten, well, nearly 10 good years out of him. Um, he got goals, he got assists, but defensively, he's not up to it. And if Tottenham are playing with a back four, he's going to struggle because he would have struggled if we played with a back four. Same with Conor Cody, absolutely fantastic. Put him in a back four, he's going to look like a different player and he'll struggle. And, you know, we've signed Samedo. He played nearly 100 times for Barcelona. That doesn't happen by mistake. Would Matt Doherty play 100 times for Barcelona? No, he wouldn't. So it just shows <laughs> the levels and who's the better player. Yeah, I've got one for you, Luke. I've got one for you. Sorry, Triore. Does he not play because he's not playing well, or does he not play well because he's not picked? Which way round is it? Because last season, he's the last couple of seasons, he's been different class, and he just seems to have fallen off the edge a little bit. This, this is what I say when I refer to Nuno playing with the handbrake on. You have got players like Triore, and me. Obviously, I'm I'm not as qualified as Nuno, but. Players like Troy Allray, just just let let them play free, let them have, have a bit of freedom and sounds familiar. Get the ball and, and and do what you need to do. Neto, we've got some fantastic players going forward, but because the, the ham, it feels like the handbrake's being applied, it holds them back. But then saying that with Troy Allray, he can be frustrating because he's he's too hit and miss. He's too hit and miss because if he was consistent. With all due respect, he's probably one of the best players in the world because he's so unique and he's he's unstoppable when he's on form. But when he's not on yeah. form, you know, you might, you might as well not be on the pitch. So it's finding that balance with him. Now, I don't know whether that's a Nuno problem or a Traore problem. I can't quite put my finger on that one. It's, it's funny enough, I'm, in, in my <laughs> notes that I wrote for, for this, obviously we were going to talk about Nicolas Pepe. Obviously had a great game for Arsenal last night in the Europa League. And I actually find a lot of similarities between him and Traore. Not physically, obviously, because Traore is an absolute tank. Um, but certainly in, in what you was mentioning about the inconsistency. And I think Pepe is either really, really good or he's really, really terrible. And it doesn't seem to be that balanced. And I seem to get the impression that Traore is very similar. He's got a lot of similar attributes, I think, Pepe has to Traore, actually, in terms of pace. He's, he's, got, the, um, he's got the potential to be a fantastic player. I think they both have. And maybe they do both lack a little bit of consistency, which is maybe a shame because I think a pair of them together, you know, two great players they can potentially be, but they're not living up to their expectations at, the, at this moment. I don't think either of them are. I mean, Traore had a good season last year, I thought. Yes. 
this year he's not really got going yet, has he, for one reason or another? Yeah, and, and the frustrating thing is, say, if Netal comes in for him or Pedence comes in for him, they're not even particularly performing too well. So then you think, well, why aren't you giving him more minutes? Because I think mm. his last 90 minutes for us was West West Ham away when we lost 4-0, I think it was, which is right at the beginning of the season. And you think it's quite a long, a, a long time to not give Traore 90 minutes when you know what he's capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, from our point of view, I say Nicolas Pepe, to me, I think they have got a lot of similarities. I know Andrew's a big fan of Nicolas Pepe. You must have been delighted last night then, Andrew, with his performance. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah, well, it just shows you what you can do when you have a good player on a pitch and you let him do what, you know, let him express himself. I was just saying before you came on, Luke, uh, offline, it's exactly the same with regards to us as what you just said about playing with the handbrake on. You know, we, we're not allowed to. You know, we, we're just stifled you know we've yeah. been man, uh, micromanaged from the side of the pitch and all the quality players that we've got up the front um are just not allowed to express themselves at all and it's absolutely it's so it's so annoying it's excruciating to watch sometimes yeah and that's that's what you get with pepe and he, he came out at half time yesterday and he just seemed to be allowed to to roam free and express himself and do you know show us his flair and he's like a different player. Absolutely, you can just see the quality that he's got. And I've been saying this the whole you know all season and, and most of the last season as well. And um, unless you get this is the other thing as well with Traore in the same sort of situation. Unless you get a good run of games, you can't pick up your your form and fit and match fitness and get into mm. that groove and get into your rhythm. And Pepe's um, not played this season at all. I mean, it was his first start, I think, against Leeds, wasn't it? And uh, obviously that only lasted 50 minutes. Because he's, he's so frustrated. And when, you, when you've when paid 72 million quid for a player, massively overpaid, we all know that. But when you come in as like a star player like that, and then in the summer, after finishing the last season as uh, one of ours, he, he was really picking up his form. And in the cup final, he was probably man of the match. But then when you get the, to the summer break, after really sort of starting to, to find your rhythm within the team, you get replaced in the team by a 32-year-old reject from Chelsea. Uh, what's that going to say to you, yeah. you know, as a person? Yeah. It's going to put, you're going to put your confidence right down into the gutter. And he hasn't started a game until uh, the last one because so, of Willian. And, it, and Willian's been shockingly bad. Shocking. Are you Willian a reject from Chelsea? He's fantastic. Yeah, he is. Of course he is. Absolutely fantastic. What a player. But again, he's a good player, but at the moment, at, yeah, at the moment, right. he's he's playing like a, a you know a League Two journeyman. Oh, that's that's what it is. He's not doing anything at the moment. It's weird, isn't no, it? He's Awful. Not. He's not, and it's a shame because I do think he's a good player. I do think he's got a lot of quality, but he hasn't quite <laughs> managed to show it yet playing for Arsenal but then that could be said of a lot of our players this season if we're honest particularly the attacking players I mean we seem to have actually listening to Luke there um, it seems as though Luke's frustrations are very similar to the frustrations that we've all got mm. watching Arsenal this season which is which is weird because actually I've, I've quite certainly last season I actually enjoyed watching Wolves play I yeah. thought that yeah I, I agree that you may be played in one half and not the other half generally second half was generally better for Wolves last season as well. But I actually enjoyed watching Wolves last season. I thought, you know, you play good football, um, exciting to watch, scored goals, won some massive games as well against some of the top teams. And I actually enjoyed watching Wolves. So I'm quite surprised, actually, that you've sort of maybe 
feeling a little bit more frustrated this season. I, I can see by the results this year, they haven't quite hit the heights yet, Wolves, have they? Um, which I thought was a surprise because not having the Europa League, not having Europe at all, I thought might have benefited Wolves this year. Because last year, with all the games, it may be caught up a little bit at some point, but still, yeah, it was a good season. And this year, maybe I thought Wolves would really push on and maybe challenge for the top four. But so, I mean, it's still early days and you're doing OK. You're not losing games, are you? No. But I was quite surprised when you said how frustrated you are because I like watching Wolves. Well, we was exciting to watch, but we seem like a really difficult watch at the moment. Like, if I was a neutral, I couldn't watch a Wolves game at the moment oh, because it, it just doesn't seem like there's no, you know, there's no blood, there's no thunder, there's no, you know, like the old school football, Arsenal v Man United 2001-2002 or something, those sort of games, King v Vieira, you don't get it no more in, I don't know, I don't know. It's, We're the same, mate. We're the same. Yeah, we ain't watching ourselves at the moment as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems it's like, absolutely a chore to watch it, Arsenal at the minute. It's like players and players and coaches. And it seems like they're too scared to take risks nowadays. I'll tell you something. This last couple of seasons, not this season, the season last season, the season before that, Wolves were the, one of the best teams we had down at the Emirates. They played as a team. Oh, yeah. They attacked as a yeah. team. They, they had a great um, <clears throat> tactic. They sucked, let us, let us come on. Then all of a sudden they broke quickly as a team. People running yeah, in different and, directions. It was superb. And you should I have think, beaten us, I think, both times, actually. I think that's what's missing because defensively, we're actually doing really... We're doing okay. We're fine. Mm. Um, we, we're quite solid. We always keep a good shape. We're always compact. Everybody knows their job. But going forward, we just look toothless at the minute. And I think eight league, eight league goals in, in nine league games says it all for me. Um, we've got nine, so it's going to be nil-nil on Sunday, quite clearly, isn't it? Yeah. Well, because you haven't scored from open play for about three years. So, score against Wolves, it happens all the time. All the time. I've, honestly, if, if you're ever on a jinx or a bad run, play Wolves. Same as Arsenal. That's Sorry, what we say. It's what we say. We do, yeah. Yeah. You might as well just uh, you might as well just be on our podcast together. every week because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing, same the same problems. Honestly, it sounds like I know. Yeah, it's crazy really... that because it's exactly the same. Yeah, we feel exactly the same as we yeah. yeah. With, with all due respect, I don't want to turn into Arsenal the way you've declined the last few years. You know, I want to try and break away from that. I know. Yeah, we're very frustrated. Yeah. We are very frustrated. I can imagine. I can well, imagine. we did win the FA Cup, though, so I suppose it is swings mm. around roundabouts, I guess. <laughs> and some of the Everything Arsenal podcast, and good evening. Thanks for watching. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, Melvin, what did you make of last night then, of the Europa League? Obviously, that was a good performance in the end, wasn't it? It was a good performance. Yeah, sec- first half was a bit frustrating. Second half, Pepe turned it on, but he can be the best player on the pitch and the worst player on the pitch within 30 seconds. That's yeah, the type of player. Yeah. It's not like games he goes, good, isn't it? You know, but I'm glad. I mean, I'm very, very glad he got those goals. And just after he scored, he seemed to have an extra spring in his step, didn't he? Yeah, he, was he did. Yeah. Once or twice, he had another chance. And another, just held on to it once, just a second too much. He would have played someone else in. So, no, I'm very happy for him. I'm happy when the two kids came on at the end. Both got involved in the goal. The Tierney, yeah. uh, I'm very happy with that. It's. I don't think the centre forward Balogun hit it correctly myself, but who cares? It's great for confidence. It gives everyone yeah. a lift. So, we've, and you can tell the team are very happy for him as well. The players that makes you feel good. Um, defensively, they didn't really have a threat. The other team did they? You know, our goalkeeper 
he kicked the ball more in the deck than he did with his hands, you know. That's all he was doing, <laughs> dribbling out, you know. So yeah, it, it yeah, wasn't yeah. really a great test. I'm happy we won 3 0. I'm happy the, the guys that scored scored. I'm happy, you know, Nelson as well. He's, a, he's been a bit unlucky the last few weeks. He should get a bit more time. I like to see him in the team this week, to be honest with you, with Pepe not playing. So, all in all, last night it was a win win win. But that was it. That was it, I'm afraid. That was, yeah, happy. Quite happy. It could have been, 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 been a lot worse. There's a question for you there, Andrew. Balogun ahead of Eddie. What do we think about that? Um, that's a tough one because what he was doing uh, yesterday, uh, sorry, yeah, it was yesterday. Lost track of days in for a minute. Eddie was, I mean, he's, he didn't, he did, wasn't on form, obviously. No. But what he showed was that he was always in the right position. And can you say that about our forty-five million pound sign in Lacazette? As, when was the last time he was ever in a good position on the pitch? Eddie has got this knack of being in the right place at the right time, and I do rate him for that. He, he, I don't. I hate to sound like an old cliche, but that's something you can't teach. That he's got that naturally, so I think he's got a good. I mean, when you look at his um, goals per minute ratio when he's played for Arsenal, it's actually pretty good. But at the moment, I think it might be worthwhile playing Balogun because he's massively on form uh, at the yeah. time. He's chomping at the yeah. bit. He's, he's really desperate to get in the team, and we desperately should re-sign him as well. And I think giving him a bit of run in the team. Would obviously help him, yeah, you know, persuade him to stay more than anything yeah. as well. And I really, I'm desperate for that because he's not wanted by you know all the the top clubs around Europe for no reason. You know, he's, he's wanted by Dortmund and uh, loads of the teams over in uh, the Bundesliga. So I would be tempted actually um, to actually start, you know, give him a lot more minutes at the moment. And just, you know, yeah. Eddie, Eddie can still carry on in the Euro, Europa League because that's, you know, got two more games of that before Christmas. We've got the um, the, cup, the cup starting after Christmas. Well, I mean, it's going to be Eddie. Eddie's going to be able to get a few games. Um, by the way, the Derby had a penalty saved. We saved one of Derby's penalties as well. And uh, Saliba just bombed on from our goal mouth all the way to the edge of their goal mouth, took, dribbled the ball. So that's... Bloody brilliant to watch. Anyway, I digress. I digress. But um, I mean, yesterday. I mean, yesterday's performance in the second half, especially. Um, I, I was really, uh, really, really encouraged by it, and I just because we had the handbrake off. <laughs> we actually we were swarming forward at one stage, you know. Uh, and I was I was doing a watch along on Ryan's channel, and I was saying, look, watch what we're doing now. Watch, and we had all four like, midfielders bobbing forward. And Emile Smith-Rowe, every single time he got the opportunity, whether he touched the ball or not, he was making runs into the box, drawing defenders out of the way and creating havoc. And that's exactly what we need. And I said to Ryan on the, on the watch-along, if you're Mikel Arteta, why the hell wouldn't you do everything in your possibility to actually get Smith-Rowe ready for first-team action, like in the Premier League, yeah, every game? Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you be spending all your time and effort in doing that? Because he is exactly what we want, what we need. And he only, he only had 15 minutes yesterday and you could tell it straight away that he is what our team is missing. 
Well, all I would say was, you're saying about the handbrake was off last night, and it was, but was, yeah. do you not feel that the handbrake was off because of the opposition? He won't take that risk. It doesn't matter. Because he's too scared. He doesn't matter at all. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. Because no, it, people were saying... That's, thinking. that's his thinking, isn't it? He probably thought, it's Mulder, I can take a few risks, and he, he encouraged him to do so. Well, if that, wall, if he won't a... do that. He hasn't done it in the Premier League yet, has he? No, but what... People were saying, it's just an example, that like Pepe's goal was absolutely amazing. And it was a finish of pure quality. That doesn't matter when you're in that position, what team you're up against, because he had like three or four players in between him and the goal. All he could hit was the, the literally the top left of the goal, the opposite postage stamp, opposite side. And he, he was absolutely spot on with that finish. Mm. And that doesn't matter who you're playing against, because that's just world-class finish. And the same goes for mentality when you're on the pitch. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It's about what, what runs you're making. Are you available for a pass? You know, you've, got to, you've got to actually do that. And in the Premier League, we're not doing that at all. We're not no. making ourselves available. No. You know, we're not making those runs to actually they're get past to express themselves. That's, that's the point, isn't we're it? Not, in the Premier League, they're not. Exactly the point I'm trying to make. It doesn't yeah. matter we're playing mould. It's, it's all about the mentality when you're on the pitch. Yeah, but the point, just to... Devil's advocate at the moment, Andrew. Pepe in a league game probably wouldn't be in that position because he could have been. It would have been twenty yards deeper against a very good Premier team. Difference. No, no. Again, 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 he's not allowed to do that anyway. Though is he, Melvin? That's what we're saying. That's the old thing because it was a mould. We're, you know, the manager allowed them to do it because he he, there was no fear. Exactly. Exactly. People were slating Joe Willock against Leeds uh, because, oh, you know, we gave him his chance. He did Hello, bugger all. Right, Russ. He did bugger all, but he did, he, no one was passing him the ball. Of course, we no, don't no pass one was to passing to him. No, no. The issue for me is more that not the players you could see last night, when they're given freedom, they can play. It's more to do with the, the tactics and the style that, we've, that they're being asked to play in the Premier League, which is stifling them and they're not bringing out the best in, in a lot of them players. We've, we've got a question here, actually, for um, for Luke there. Um, can you keep hold of Jimenez? Well, if you want to get rid of him, we'll take him. He's been off He's, he's been off form last couple of games. Um, I... I it's a shame we haven't got a backup striker because I'd, I'd be looking at giving him a little rest. Um, I'll have him. We'll take him. We'll take him from up on loan. It's probably because we see him week in, week out. So every time you see Jim and you probably think, oh, yeah, he gets 15, 20 goals for Wolves. He must be good. But like you were saying, your frustrations with um, Lacazette. Now, I'd take Lacazette. Alvarez Jimenez all day. Let's swap. But, we're doing a swap you know, now. Let's organise it now. Well, we're doing a swap. How old Lacazette? 29, same as Jimenez. Yeah, it's the pen. It's yeah, the pen. Just yeah. go ahead, <laughs> thing is with Lacazette, is he is a really good penalty box striker, but at the moment he's playing like a, a deep number eight. We've, That's the problem. This is the problem we've got. When Jimenez is on fire, he is absolutely fantastic. But when he's off it, he's too deep. He's... Slow in possession, he's sloppy in possession, and you think well, there's no point you being on the pitch. To be fair, mate, that's Lacazette. Um, that's but again, for us. is that a Nuno problem or a Jimenez problem? Is it the handbrake or is it the player? Can't quite work it out yet. Still, that's what we're still trying to work out. But I do think we'll keep hold of him. Um, 
Because even though I've been extremely negative today, I still think we'll finish sixth or seventh. So I do think we'll keep hold of him. And he's signed a contract extension in the summer. So if somebody's going to take him, he's going to cost money because he's a goal scorer at the end of the day. So he's going to cost money. And if we could get 50, 60 mil for him, maybe, I'll take that all day for a 29-year-old striker. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And also as well, Connor Cody's got to mention now, he's been playing mm. well for Wolves, hasn't he? Fantastic. Yeah, in, his, in his position, best in Europe, in his position. Um, move him out of his position, different story. But it's what he brings to the team as well, vocally. He's such a leader. His organisation skills, second to none. Like, in that position, I would take Cody out of uh, any defender in Europe in that specific How position. How old is he, Luke? He's only 26, 27, I think. Wow, wow. 26, yeah, 27. Yeah, Liverpool Academy. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, when yeah. he came, he got... She warned it up right back. He played centre midfield for a bit. It wasn't until Nuno came that he, he found that position. And Nuno's, Nuno's made Cody, to be fair. So, fair play to Nuno on that one. And fair play to Cody as well for obviously putting in the work on and off the pitch. Because you can tell with, with Cody how much he loves the game and just the way he speaks about the the game, he'll be a manager in the future. You can you can spot it a mile off. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Russ has put a, a point in there about about Jota. I mean, you did sort of mention that before. I know Luke uh, Russ has just got here, um, so he probably missed that. But you did sort of mention that um, you didn't feel it was that much of a loss, really, did you, to Wolves? No, and it's it's funny to say because obviously he's doing the business at Liverpool at the moment. But like when you look at his numbers for us last season. Neto and Pedence will match and exceed his numbers, um, especially between them. So I don't see it as that much of a loss for us. It's a good deal. We're majority of Wolves fans. We're happy with the money. It's yeah, all right. Jotter is doing the business and fair play to him. Congratulations. We hope he does well for them. Um, but his replacements in Neto and, and Pardence for us at our level, fantastic. Neto, nineteen years old. I personally think he can be better than Jotter. So. So we'll just have mm. to see. And I think that's the way we're going to be. We'll get some players in on the cheap from Portugal. I'll have a couple of good oh. seasons. We'll sell them on for profit. Rinse and repeat. That's just how we're going to be. And if it keeps you where you are in the Premier League, I'm sure you won't mind that too much, will you? Well, if it keeps us in the Premier League, we're just happy to be taking part still at the moment. But but yeah, hopefully hopefully we, we can start to push on in the next couple of seasons and, and start to maybe ruffle some feathers in the big six. I don't think you're far off, to be fair. At the moment, no, the last, the last couple of seasons, you've, you've, you know, you finished above us last season, and um, mm. you know, wouldn't be surprised if you do again this year. The way we've started, I know it's still early days, but um, we'll see what happens. I mean, just sort of moving away from the kind of present for the minute. I know Melvin's got some great stories about some previous um, games between the clubs. <laughs> Yeah, so Melvin, maybe start with you on this one then, because I know you've I've got, got so a... many to talk about. I'll talk just a few. The first Wolves yeah. game I went to at Highbury was a 5-4 game. We were 2-0 down, I believe. 1962, I went to that game. We were near the bottom of the division. And right. uh, it, was, it was October, so it was a long way to go, but it wasn't looking good. And when we went 2-0 down, you just feel, I was a young kid, you could feel like the atmosphere. And then we actually won it. Um, yeah, we won it 5-4. That's brilliant. I went in uh, 19... 
when was it? I went, when was it? For 1970-something. 76, was it? I think 76, we played you in the FA Cup. I went with my directors from work, because a lot of my directors were Arsenal supporters. So we all met up, went to a pub, and we got on the coach, drinking, drinking, drinking. It was only about, I was about 22, 23. Drinking, drinking, drinking. Got to the, uh, they had a restaurant book. We had something to eat. More drinks and drinks, because these directors could drink. And uh, anyway, I was gone. I didn't know where I was. We sat down, and I could see, as we kicked off, three balls being kicked. I was seeing in treble, right? You beat us 3-0, right? You beat us 3-0, and I reckon the score was 9-0 on that basis, because I was just ridiculous. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Home and the coach was horrible. We're out of the cup. I don't know where I am. I want to get home, and I've had enough. And it was that was a bad one. But we also... Um, there's a record that uh, you'll know, Richard, I think Andrew might know. We played for away in nine, 2010 at Molineux, and we won 2-0, and there was a record made that day. Do you know what it was? And it still stands. I, I know in that game, I know we scored in the first minute and in the last minute. Exactly. That 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 first distance, yeah, player. that's right. So that's a record. That is a record. Well, that, that was good. Also, 1971, not the double year, because it was the next year on from the double. It was November, It was I think, November 71. We, we went up to Molyneux, got the opening goal. Everything was fantastic. I didn't go to this game. I just watched it. I watched it afterwards, easy show to you. Years ago, there weren't so many like, like games. Easy, 1-0 up, no problem at all. Got beat 5-1. It was the most horrendous weather you've ever seen. Every time Wolves kicked the point, went whoosh in the net, 5-1, slaughtered us. That was, the, that was it. And also, I went to a 1978 at Highbury, the FA Cup. It was in the last minute of the game. It was one all. And George Berry, and I want to speak to Graham Ricks about that, and, George, and Graham Ricks had a bit of a melee because he wouldn't give him the ball to take a quick corner. Finished up, George Berry got sent off, and Ricks took the corner, and we scored. I think McDonald scored to put us through to the next round. And also, we're going to talk about, I won't talk about it yet, players that played for both teams. There's something about that, but I'll leave that one alone. So that, that is some of my memories with Wolves. And, uh, oh, brilliant. Great memories brilliant. there. Yeah. Great memories there. I mean, what, what about yourself, mm. Luke? What, what are your sort of memories of games against Arsenal? In, um, my first memory would be FA Cup semi-final, 96. I think it was at Villa Park. 98. Obviously, mm. major underdogs. Absolutely yeah. buzzing. Could Wolves reach an FA Cup final? Um, but Mark McGee was the manager and he didn't play Steve Ball. And he didn't play Robbie Keane. Wow. <laughs> we, I don't remember that. We lost 1-0. We lost 1-0. And what was most frustrating about the game was, obviously, Arsenal were far superior to what we was at the time. Fantastic players. But if you if we would have lost 1-0 to a goal from Ian Wright or Nicholas Anelka, you can accept yeah. it. But Christopher Ray scored the winning goal. Mm-hmm. And he was shit. Yeah, the sure. <laughs> gave him the ball, didn't he? Vieira went down. The yeah, Vieira made the run. Yeah, and he passed it to him. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good day out there, actually. Wolves had, Wolves had a lot of fans there that day, didn't they? That was that was. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, day. yeah. Good day. I mean, I was too young. Well, I wasn't too young to go. But I didn't. I was ten at the time, so I didn't go to that one. Um, but to be fair, our record against Arsenal isn't too bad since we've come back into the Premier League. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah. We've. I think Do we've, I remember last... of when. When Mick McCarthy was your manager, I, yeah. I've got a memory that it's only a fuzzy one, but I, I seem to remember you beating us in the, the Premier League when you had Mick McCarthy as your manager. Am I being 
I know the um, game. That's it was around that era, and I remember Nenad Milias got sent off at the Emirates, and he never should have got sent off. And I think we might have drew the game one one. Yeah, it was one one. Yeah, was hammering you, and then might be the. Oh, I think that's the one I was thinking about then, yeah. What year was you that? Were, but you were... 2011, I think. 2010, 2011. Yeah, we drew 2011 one all. Yeah, we did, yeah. One. Yeah. Um, and then I think... When when Jimenez scored, we drew 1-1 with you last time, didn't we? I think the last two yeah. times at, at Highbury, it, well, the Emirates, it's been it's been 1-1. But I'm, yeah. I'm certain from memory... We deserve to win both games. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think agree. it was I um, yeah. the last one was um, virtually the end of Unai Emery. I think it he was, left yeah. about two or three games yeah. after after did, that. Yeah. that we score a fluke goal. It was a cross that went in. Cross shot. I can't remember so your goals. Mkhitaryan. Was it Mkhitaryan? Was no, Bamiang scored. Bamiang scored last really? year. That might have been a year. No, it was a year oh, before right. you're thinking of. That was a year before oh, Mkhitaryan right. scored a cross, yeah. Right. Mm. yeah. But Wolves should have won that game. That was a late equaliser, yeah, wasn't it? That's Wolves right. Wolves were a much better team. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of them. It, from a Wolves point of view, it's good that because when we, when we used to be in the Premier League, obviously under Mick McCarthy and Dave Giles before that, you'd play teams like Arsenal away. And if, if you could just keep it 2 0, it would be a, a positive result. Just keep the goal difference down. But. We're in a position now where we're playing teams like Arsenal and, it's, and, and Tottenham and Chelsea and, and those sort of teams, and we're not scared to play them anymore. Mm. It feels really weird. It's it's bizarre because I'm used to just playing teams like that and thinking, well, if we can lose two or three nil, absolute bonus. Just <laughs> try and try and save the goal difference. But now it's like, okay, all right, we've got Arsenal away. We can we can get something from them if. And it's not just Arsenal. Same with Tottenham, Chelsea. Uh, the only teams that we really fear is probably Liverpool and Man City. Well, you won, you won away. You did the double over Man City last season, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, well, um, I wouldn't mind. I was doing a double over Man City. Which beating them once would be nice. Let alone beating them twice in the same season against teams in the top six. We've actually got a decent record. Yeah. It's when we play teams like Huddersfield. They did the double over us when when they got relegated, and you know Watford up. Come and nick a point or something, and it's just those niggly annoying ones that seem to do us. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, Andrew, what about your sort of memories against Wolves over the years? Well, I was, was going to say our best um, result, not our best result, but one that gave me a, probably the most satisfaction under a Mikel Arteta was uh, the two 0 away win against Wolves back end of last season. Yeah. Because that is so it's so long since since we had a, a really good competent away win against a really good team, you know, that were above us at the time. Yeah. And I, it gave me so much confidence after all the crap we were, we've been through, you know, under you and I, Emery and everything like that. So I, I was absolutely delighted with that. You know, and I, I was it, it felt like a really big scalp because our away record the last few years has been horrendous. And... Yeah, up until Wolves. up until like the first two or three games of this season, I I was feeling exactly like you said, Luke, about not fearing to playing anyone anymore, because we we'd made some really good win, you know, had some really good wins at back end of last year under Arteta, and we started the season really well, won the first three games, I believe. Yeah, we did, on nine points after three games, and um, no, we won the first two. The third game was Liverpool, wasn't it? 
That's right. There's nine points the after league, four though. games. Nine yeah, points after league. four, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but it was a really good start. In, and even against Liverpool, I thought, you know, it was quite unlucky that day because Lacazette was, you know, up, off form. But, I don't know. We've just, uh, we've just lost it all. It's just gone. After, after like, the end of last season and the beginning of this season, you know, that, that sort of no fear attitude that I built up, like the same as yourself, it's, it's just diminishing week by week, unfortunately. <laughs> so, I don't know how we're going to get on. I just, I, I've got a lot of confidence in Mikel Arteta who's been a very, very good coach though. I just hope that he can, you know, find something, find that bit of resolve. Like, a, and just even get a performance like we had against Liverpool at the end of last season when we beat them. But we got spanked for like, you know, probably about 80% possession to Liverpool. But we showed that we had resilience and we held on and we real back to back to the wall win. I just hope that we can get something like that to hopefully kickstart us again. Um, I thought that the away win to Man United might have done that, but it obviously didn't. So I just mm-hmm. hope we can have another similar result on uh, on the weekend. I mean, they're coming here about keeping old and Nuno. That's quite amusing for me because about this time last year when we were getting towards the end of Emery, um, and Nuno was the first choice I wanted at Arsenal. Just the way that Wolves were playing at that point, I thought he was great football. I yeah. thought he'd have been a great fit for Arsenal. And I really, really wanted him. He was my first choice, actually, this time last year. Um, but, of course, he, he stayed at Wolves and we've got we've got Arteta. And, you know, it's what it is. And I'm not disappointed by that now. But I, at the time, I was so wanting Nuno to come to Arsenal. I just thought he would have been ideal for us at that particular time. <laughs> but... Um, you know, he's obviously doing... I mean, what do you feel about him? You, you seemed a little bit negative towards him, actually, earlier on, Luke. It... I know. I know. I'm getting pelters in some of the group chats, but I love <laughs> Nuno. Absolutely fantastic. What he's done for this club, you know, cannot deny how much of a great coach he is. Um, I just think with Nuno, he's always a very defensive coach. And is that what we need at this moment in time? I'm do you not think sure. that's because he was a goalkeeper when he played? Do you think that I might believe, be why? Yeah. He's organising a defence? I believe so, but if if you look, even if you look at his record at sort of Valencia and, and Porto, never a very attack minded um, coach, very defence orientated, uh, loves a clean sheet, and that could could that be his downfall in the Premier League? That's all. That's all I'm questioning. That's all I'm querying. Like, I love Nuno; he's done a fantastic job, but. Surely questions can still be asked, no matter how good of a job you've done. Because yeah, no, they're all idea for improvement, isn't they? Yeah. But no, some Wolves fans, honestly, they're, they're just knobheads. You can't moan, you can't say this. Look where he was five years ago. But no, no, I want to question where the where the progression is now. That's yeah, what I'm question, <laughs> and another that's another parallel. What's that? Sorry, the last one, Wenger. Another parallel. People are saying, you know, people are having a go. Same with Arteta. So well, we do it, now. there's a much smaller degree, I think, than, than Wenger. I don't Wenger know. I think it's building. He was split. Look what he's done, but look at him now. Where do you put the emphasis? So I think it is a parallel. I mean, I, really do. I love... I, I'm just saying, I, same with you, Phil, about Nuno. I, I feel the same about Arteta. I absolutely love him and I want him to stay, you know, for many years. But mm-hmm. at the moment, I can't help myself from feeling that, that criticism because of the way we're playing. Yeah. You know, it's boring and dull, and I, I want the, I want the flair to come back. That's oh, all it is. I'm not, I'm not criticising him as a, a coach and everything because he's, it's his first job. But it doesn't mean that you're immune from criticism when your yeah. team is playing crap. 
you know. Totally agree. So, totally agree. I w- I'd love Nuno to spend the next 15 years here and, and win cups and qualify for Europe, Europa League, Champions League, whatever. Have a stadium or a stand named after him, a statue, the lot. But I still want to see some progression and I want to see a bit more, like you said, a bit more entertainment and a bit more flair. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that Absolutely. at all. Um, Hussein there says um, he thinks Wolves are coming for the three points because our home form is poor. He's right, our home form is poor. Um, we haven't scored in our last two home games in the Premier League. so um, And Wolves are very tight defensively. But we'll come on to sort of score predictions and stuff later on. Just something here, actually, for, for you again, Luke. Um, someone at the school with Matt Jarvis. You used to play football with him. Obviously, a big Wolves player. What were your thoughts on Jarvis at, at Wolves? Jarvis was class for Wolves. Absolute brilliant. Like, he was a winger who you just loved to watch. He had mm. one skill, though. He'd cut back, cut back again, then whip it in. You knew what he was going to do every time, but it always worked. He was, he was in Jarvis on the left, Michael Kitely on the right. That was some of the best football that I've seen down Wolves that era. Absolutely fantastic. Jarvis was quality player. Oh, good. Was that good. Did he go to West Ham? Was that the one that went to West Ham? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Norwich. Oh, Norwich, yeah. He did play for Norwich, yeah. Yeah. And Russell's got an interesting stat there. Arsenal haven't scored from open play since the 4th of October. In the Premier League, of course. Yeah, that's right. Since yeah. Sheffield United game. That's a worry. Against us anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone well, gets penalty we'll, against us. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, just sort of moving on to the next kind of section here. I just wanted to look at um, a few players that's played for both clubs. I was struggling to find that many, actually. So we'll maybe see if we can find a few now. The first one I wanted to do was one, especially for Melvin, because I know Melvin will know this guy. I don't remember. I know this one, I bet. Um, But uh, (laughs) this one's for Melvin. Oh, Bob McNabb. Lovely guy. Really good left back. Quality. We signed him from Huddersfield. And actually, they put his signature. When we signed him, it was on the loudspeaker they did it, which is weird. Arsenal never do that. They go, ladies and gentlemen, we've just signed on. Or gentlemen, there's not a lot of ladies there years ago. We've just signed Bob McNabb from Huddersfield. It was really weird to hear that. But he came in the team and he was an amazing footballer. He didn't, I don't think he played for England much. He was in the 1966, no, no 1970 World Cup, World Cup squad, but didn't make the last cut. It was, went down, from, I think, from 28 to 22. And he got a great job on television. Though he was still playing with the Arsenal as a panel, a panellist. Yeah, and oh, everyone knew him from yeah. that. Yeah. So, he, you know, he came over very well. Good-looking guy. Great left back. He could attack. He got stuck in. He was one of the left best left backs we've ever had, I tell you. And of course, he, he joined Wolves, didn't he, after he left Arsenal, didn't he, towards the end That's of his right. career? Yeah. I don't know. What, did you know much about him at, at Wolves then, Luke? What, was his, what did he do? He did do much at Wolves. It's Wolves the end of his career. I want to be honest. Never heard of him. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, no it would have been a very good time. Do you remember? Round about that time. Huddersfield used to produce all the left-backs. They had Wilson, who played for England in the World Cup. They had Bob McNabb, who had a geezer called Parkin, who played left-back for you. He was a phenomenal uh, left-back and one other, I can't remember. But Parkin, who played for you for years, came from Huddersfield. He was wonderful. Really, really good. You should know about him because he was a, he was one of the best. Yeah. And th- there's a player maybe a little bit more recent that maybe Luke might remember playing for Wolves. I know he played for Wolves because I've got a picture of him in a Wolves kit. So ah, there's, there's the proof that he did. So we know that he definitely did. Um, he, he mentioned him as well in the comments. <laughs> He's a bit what of a... Thought, what are your thoughts on Frimpong then, Luke? 
he's a cult legend in Wolverhampton from Pongy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he was just constantly injured, but he, he used to put in <laughs> massive tackles and we just loved him for that. Like we he knew did he one, he one, he did right, one right, for you right. lot against Spurs. He did one for you lot against Spurs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, which was hilarious. Mashed someone. That, I don't even remember yeah. who it was, but I do remember the tackle. And he used to say, what was he? Denshaw Summit, Wally. He had some yeah. catchphrase anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Some yeah. and we loved it. We loved him. He loved us. It was it was a shame he got injured, to be fair, because it was he seemed like a fun guy. Yeah. I don't know. Where did he go after that then, after Wolves? Where did he go? Do you know? I think he's, he retired he's really young. Ghana or something now, and he's put loads of weight on. Is he? Oh. I'm sure I saw him on Instagram about a year or two ago, and he was he was looking not too... Well, say he was looking healthy. He was looking a bit swole. <laughs> Shane, he was a promising player. He was. I used to. I, yeah. I, when he first came into the Arsenal team, I thought he was going to be yeah. a great player, and it never happened mm. for him, did it? Just I think he absolutely loved Arsenal. Arsenal. I do think he, he loved love. Yeah, he did. I don't think he took football seriously enough. Nah, he played probably, with, yeah, for, he played like he was in the playground with his mates. Exactly. He did. Yeah. As I say, it's a shame because I think he could have had a really good career. I mean, yeah, maybe injuries, as we said, probably didn't help him, maybe. And well, you know, he sort of drifted out of the game, I suppose, isn't he, really? Is it Lethal Bizzle's cousin? Yeah. It's yeah, Lethal yeah, Bizzle's yeah. cousin, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then he's nice there. Hair well, he, to be fair. he had good hair, so you've mm. got to give him that. He had decent hair. <laughs> <laughs> and another player who, who I actually really rated at Arsenal, but never quite made it as much as he could have done, and then ended up at Wolves for a bit. Um, Ali Adia. Do you remember much about injuries? injuries? Big injuries. Yeah. Yeah. um, He he never really did anything for us. I think he played half, say a dozen games. That's off off the top of my head. But I don't think he even scored for us. I think he was more remembered for having a fit missus at the time when he signed for us because (laughs) all our players were shit. They didn't have good-looking girlfriends. So he was a bit of a a, a low-key celeb in the area, I think. <laughs> Low key celeb. I always felt he, he had a bit of potential, you know, when he was at Arsenal. He, he seemed to come in and do some good. He scored some goals, and I always thought he could make a career, but it never really happened for him. He's another one didn't really quite make it at Arsenal and um, drifted around. I, I think he's he's doing a lot of media now stuff, isn't he? On Arsenal, I think I've seen him mm. pop up on the website and stuff like that. But I don't know what happened to his career really after Wolves. He does the um, Arsenal Nation podcast with um, Johnny Cochran, who I had on my show last week. Uh, is that weird? I know I've seen him on a bits mm. and pieces. Yeah, I've seen him on there. So yeah, he's uh, he seems to do that. He's got. You say because um, he's like, he was always a good looking bloke, but I think he's got better with age. I think he's like uh, you know, even though uh, obviously not the one to say. You should ask the, the obviously the ladies, but I think he's, he's really good looking bloke now. I think he's got better looking with age. Yes, that idea. Well, I mean, there's hope for me yet, Andrew. <laughs> you what? Is there hope for me yet? Then better going better with age. <sighs> Still time. Still time. You don't need to improve, Melvin. You're, you're you can't really improve handsome as it is. Yeah, that's what it is. You can't improve on I can't believe you haven't mentioned one player, though, uh, Richard. I've still got a few more to go yet. Don't worry. Oh, OK. I've got one there that, again, Luke might remember. I was trying to get ones that maybe Luke would remember as well, rather than just going back in time. Um, do you remember much about that guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Falby. It's a shame with that one, because it ended quite sour in the end. But Did it? Yeah, he was fantastic. The fans loved him. Um, he did really well for us. And it was one of them. Like, we felt we had an actual player on our hands at the time. Um, but then he, he got a bit above his station, wanted to leave. 
And then I think he, he just went a bit sour and he's, he's a bit of a snake to be fair. But yeah, we move on. <laughs> but he should he's say had that. a bit of tragedy in his life recently. Had a bit of tragedy in his life recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will take that comment back to being a snake because he has been through a lot to be fair and Obviously, I wouldn't yeah. wish that. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not to I will just tell you, I'm a friend of the family. Oh, okay. Well, he's well, right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, best a lot. With, best match with Matt Doherty as well, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. he bought, a, 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 who was you? You had a captain, you had a centre-half that was leaving the club, and he was very friendly with the centre-half as well. But I used to go in, the, he had a box at Wolves. Yeah. Uh, phobic, and we used to go with all the family, all his family, and me and my son used to go and watch a couple of games. They used to invite us up to Wolverhampton, and it's... you had a very good. Your forward line was amazing then because you had a phobic and you had two guys, a long oh, a guy that went to Crystal Palace, Sacco, Sacco. He was yeah, as well. Yeah, I used to watch yeah, him play. Yeah. I thought, wow, what a player this guy yeah. is! Absolutely, and you had another guy, like a short, short, like yeah. Oh my God! What a brilliant! It was a brilliant Falby because if a Falby would have stayed at Wolves, I think he would have had a better career. I but agree. I, I think agree. one reason or another, his head got turned, and I think that was—I think that was a downfall of him. To be fair, then he went. Well, to he had, there was a funny. There was a funny thing, wasn't there? Didn't he go to a team, sign for someone? Was it back to Wolves? He went to a yeah, team and he, he stayed a week. Yeah, and he stayed yeah. a week, and then he went yeah. somewhere <laughs> else, didn't he? <laughs> that week, so, that was that. I think he that was Stoke. I think that was Wolves getting their arm back and saying, "All right, and come on, come come back. You know, you want a club, come back to us." Yeah, and then was, we see and like, the mate. Later is off. Yeah, we met some as well. I used to, as I'm friendly with his father, I used to watch him play for Arsenal when he was eight years old, right? And he played for the under tens. Now that years when you're eight years old, you play for under. The difference is enormous. Yeah. But he was yeah. very. He was one of the biggest. Though he's not tall, not one of the tallest. But he was big for his age then, and he used to score goals for fun. Mm. I just used to give it to him. He used to run and smack it in the net, and you could tell straight away he had something. You weren't yeah. sure because yeah. you never are. But you thought yeah, yeah, yeah. if there's a chance of one kid out of that lot making it, and obviously my eyes was on him to you know the old man, this kid could make it. And I don't think he got the chance. I'm not saying he would have been the greatest Arsenal for whatever, but he never got the chance. I don't think. To have a go at the Arsenal in the Arsenal first team, he just they just never he never quite got elevated to that. Team. So just give him a couple of games, see what he's like. He never got the yeah. charm. And we weren't yeah. then that time. We didn't have the greatest forwards either. There was a couple. You know, we were lacking that a bit. Fantastic. So that's me being biased. We loved it when we had a Falby. To be fair, he was absolutely fantastic. That is what, what's the song you used to sing? Was it Glad? What's the thing you sing? The, um, the song where the teams come out to. What is it? The whole oh, crowd, oh man! Silver lining, that one. That's that's it. That was yeah. brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. One of the games yeah, I went to, he scored twice at home. That was good. Everyone was going mad, weren't they? In the box, he scored two. I think he won three yeah. one or something. Ah, oh, terrific, terrific days. Good goal scorer. Good goal. I got goal to, just a very quickly. We got me and my son went up there. We went up to the. We said, "Give our name," and the guy goes to my son, "You can't come in." The commissioner goes, what do you mean? You're not wearing shoes, you're wearing trainers. Mm. We've, we've come all the way from London. No one yeah. told us. So the guy told us, the commissioner told us, up the road, there's a there's a store, I can't remember the name, it was Debenhams or whatever it was. He goes, go and get a pair of shoes. And then after the game, take them back so they don't fit. And that's what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but he could have let oh, us God. in, you know what I mean? He's telling us all this yeah, information. Yeah. Yeah, 
That's terrible, but what a story that Brilliant. is. Mel Melvin's got some great stories. And this is probably my favourite ever Arsenal player that also played for Wolves. This guy. What a oh, legend. Yeah. Alan. Yeah. Alan Sunderland. Oh, yeah. terrific. What a fantastic player. Again, probably a bit, a bit before Luke's time, I think, because he, he played for Wolves before he played for Arsenal, and he played for Arsenal a long time ago. <laughs> Did he score a cup final goal for you? Yeah, the yeah. FA Cup final winner. Yeah, no, one, one of the most yeah. famous. Yeah. The five-minute yeah. final. Yeah. I remember that. Maybe. But also, Luke, he scored against you in the semi-final of Villa Park. Yeah, Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. He got yeah, a second goal. Yeah, that's good. He, he was a good goal. He never played for England, did he? I think he played yeah, for England. Yeah, but not a Paul England cap. No, he didn't know. I thought he was, I thought he was a bit unlucky there. I thought he was very, yeah. very good forward. He was a good player. He, used to, he was, Obviously, with the first Arsenal game I ever watched, he was playing up front. Um, it was him and Raphael Mead actually up front the first game I ever saw Arsenal play. So um, I've got great memories of Alan Sunderland. He was, you know, probably our most experienced player, top scorer at the time when I first started going. So I've got great memories of him. And I know he, he actually had a decent career at Wolves before. I think he won the League Cup with Wolves, actually. That's right. Um, yeah. About 74, 75 before he came to Arsenal. So he had a fairly decent career at Wolves as well. So very good player, actually, Alan Sunderland. One of my favourite, um, i say, well, definitely my favourite ever ex-Wolves player that played for Arsenal, I think. <laughs> I don't know, is, there, is there anyone else that you can think of, anybody else that played for both clubs? Yeah, go on, Melvin. It's not, I'm cheating, all right? I admit I'm cheating. Oh. It's not someone who's played for both clubs. But someone had it, our history and their history, the biggest history to do with the Wolves, the biggest guy, and has a lot to do with us, Billy Wright. Uh, what, yeah, what's Billy Wright's yeah. link to Arsenal? Yeah. He was a manager. manager. Oh, was he? He was manager for four years. Fair play. Four bad years. Really? Was he a bad manager? Yeah. Yes, we weren't successful under him. But a lot of the players give him the giving that he was the guy they say that got our academy going. And when we won the double in '71, we had about eight or nine players that he brought through from the academy. You know, oh, your no. Peter Stories, Peter Simpsons, Charlie George, John Matthew. I can name them. There's about eight or nine that played it was in the 14 or whatever it was, man squad in '71. That because of him. Because if he started the academy, we wouldn't have had those players. He really yeah. put his heart and soul into it. And so, uh, all right, we didn't do well. That was the way it was then. But thank God for him, We what we did years later. Mm, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that, actually. I know he, he, he had, obviously, the, the team wasn't successful at all in his four years. No. That was, no. I know we mentioned it last week, Melvin, when you said about the crowd of 4,000. That was one of the last games that Billy Wright it was, was. Wasn't it? That's right. Against Leeds when it was that lowest ever crowd, and I think that summed up where Arsenal were at that time on the pitch. But like you said, if he's put that work into the academy, which is, I mean, it's brought us great success since then, hasn't it? You know, every yeah. single successful team we've had has had someone out of our academy play for it. I think pretty much throughout history since then. So um, I didn't realise he had so much to do with that. So brilliant for him then. I mean, you know, it's just a shame he wasn't so good as a manager, but a great, obviously, player, wasn't he, for Wolves in England? Yeah. Well, oh, he, he was the first England player to get 100 caps, wasn't he, I think? Yeah. yeah. And he also, he's still got the record, I think, of playing the most times consecutively for England as well. Yeah, I think he has, yeah. yeah. And I think he might have most caps as captain as well. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah, and they got, yeah, we saw yeah. his statue outside the stadium. Yeah, yeah, he's got a sad man as well. He, yeah. He's a legend at Wolves. Like he is a legend. Really so, fantastic. Yeah. 
Well, uh, just a, a little, a little bit before my time. <laughs> yeah, before my time, actually, yeah, I know yeah. about the only one who can remember him. yesterday, boys. So, is there anyone else that we can think of? We play for both clubs because I'm struggling. I must admit, other than what we've, we've mentioned already, I can't think of anybody else. Can you think of anyone, Andrew, that's played for Wolves as well as Arsenal? No, I've been wrecking my brains. Uh, Robbie Keane didn't actually play for us, which is really weird because he played for everyone else. But <laughs> um, no, I can't. I can't. I can't think of anyone. No. No. <clears throat> the only me. other one I know, Bob Wilson played two reserve games in goal for Wolves, I think, and then he joined Arsenal. So. He didn't make the first team, so I don't know whether that counts, but I didn't want to include him for that reason, really. <laughs> and he was an amateur then, wasn't he? He was amateur. Yeah, he was an amateur, yeah. He played for Wolves Reserves a couple of games in the reserves before he came to Arsenal, but um, that might be, yeah. I think going back in time, Bryn Jones in the 30s was Arsenal's record signing in 1938, right. and he came from yeah. Wolves. I didn't see uh, that. I didn't see him finally. Even Melvin don't remember him. That's no, you did you, uh, you gave up your season ticket around then for a few yeah, years, didn't you, Melvin? <laughs> Must have been, yeah. But yeah, so he, he was probably another one, but uh, that's a bit before our time, definitely. Um, so yeah. But anyway, so moving sort of more um, more up to date, really, then. What are we thinking about the lineups for Sunday? If we start with you then, Luke, what, what's, what do you think the Wolves team's going to be in terms of um, lineup? on Sunday? Well, the Wolves team's usually the same week in, week out. Same formation, same shape. But Nuno threw an absolute curveball against Southampton and went for, it was like a 4-3-3-4-2-3-1 type formation, which we've never seen before. And so, I don't know. I don't know. Is he going to go five at the back, four at the back? No, but I think... If Cold is back, he will go back to the back five with the wing backs. Are they, um, are they in cahoots? That our managers are in cahoots. Because it was our they? last game where they, our last game, Arteta went to a four-two-three-one. Yeah. Come from now, we've been playing back three for ages. And yeah, uh, yeah. Are they? In, so, I wonder if they're talking to each other, like sharing probably. ideas. Probably. Just... How much to score goals? That must be the what they're doing. How, how yeah. do we not how score weird, goals? How weird. Sorry so, to interrupt. No, it's all right. So, I've, I've literally got no... I've, I think, it, to be fair, I think we'll go back to the 5-3-2. Um, or the 5 4 one however you want to term it. 3-5-2. It's all a hybrid of a hybrid now, isn't it? So, um, Cody, Bolly, Kilman. I think um, Ait Nuri will keep his place. Samedo. Neves and either Dendonka or Matinho. And then I would go personally Neto, Jimenez and Traore. That would be my favoured front three. But I think he'll go Neto, Podence, Jimenez. Well, yeah. I mean, Podence does seem to be played a bit lately. I mean, I've not watched as much of Wolves this season, actually, as last season. I've tried to watch as many games as I could last year, Wolves. I enjoy watching them. But this year, I think I've seen one game and they got beat 4-0 off West Ham. So, um, I thought, well, obviously, they're not doing as well. But, I mean, I think overall, (laughs) looking at the results, that probably wasn't um, the the best game that uh, that I could have seen. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, I kind of expect... Wolves to be how they've been the last two seasons when they've come to the Emirates. They've, like you said, they've set up the same way. They've 
played the same way and uh, were quite unfortunate not to win both games and it ended up a draw. So, um, yeah, that's not far off what I'd have expected Wolves to be. I say I, I would be surprised if Troy doesn't play because I think against us he'll have a field day personally. But um, but anyway, we'll see what happens. I mean, Melbourne, what do you think? How do you think Arsenal will line up? Because at this moment in time, I haven't got a clue what we're going to do. It seems no, to be I one formation in every game at the minute. I mean, if um, we've got a couple of injuries back, I think Leno, Bellerin, Tierney, oh. Holding, Gabriel in uh, midfield. If Partey's back, I don't know. I'll have him with Ceballos, and then I'll have White, uh, Saka, and I hopefully, hopefully, play Saka and Nelson. I think he might hopefully play two up front, Abamyang and Eddie in the middle. You think now Eddie? then, again, I think he, that's what I would like to see. I think he'd probably play William instead up front and play him wide instead of two up the two up front. That's what I think is going to happen. But I'd love to see yeah. him play two wide like that, Nelson and Saka with the, with Eddie and Abamyang in the middle in the box. That's far too adventurous for a for a. Well, we're playing at home though. We've got to have a go. We've got to have a go. That is probably what I'd like, but I think he will play William instead yeah. of... Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if we go too, if we take too many risks against a team like Wolves who are play on a counter-attack. Um, I can't see him taking too many risks because if, you know, he'll be worried, won't he, that if we lose the ball, Wolves are going to be dangerous on the, on the counter-attack, which they have been every other time that we've played against them. So, um, I, I don't know, we'll see what happens. I mean, what about yourself, Andrew? How do you think we'll line up? Because... The formation at the moment, we're just stopping and changing every game, aren't we? I think he'll stick to the same lineup and formation as Leeds, apart from obviously uh, Pepe, who can't play. Um, I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether Partey's going to be ready. He thinks he's ready, according to um, you know what what you hear. But the club haven't put him into full training yet, which is a bit weird. But we have been away, so I, I don't know. I just hope he would play. But if not, I think it'd be exactly the same as Leeds. But um, Nelson probably will come in instead of uh, Pepe. Do you not think Saka will start? Do you not think Saka will start if he's fit? I don't know because he said that he had that knock, didn't he, as well mm. um, yesterday? So he might come on as a sub again. I don't think he will start. As much as I would love him to, I would love to have a front three of uh, Saka, Bamiang, and Nelson. Yeah. Uh, a bit more dynamic yeah. than what we had, but I don't think he probably will. I think he will uh, urge on the side of caution and and bring Saka on, maybe, if he's uh, if he's available. Yeah, Troyore v Bellerin could be fun, actually. That's a that's a quite a interesting matchup if Troyore plays. Although, he'd be more the other he side. He plays on the right, doesn't he? He'd be more the he other side. On the right. Yeah, he'd be more, yeah, he'd be more on the right. Um, and then worried about Tierney. He played a lot of football recently. Yeah, he has, but you know, keep playing. I right. um, see Willock start. Yeah, I, I see Willock didn't play that well last week against Leeds. That's the only thing. And he, he played. Yeah, you, can't, you can't. Night. You can't abandon abandon it after just one match, though. You've got to give him another chance. No, no, but he, he played. He, the... He, he played against Leeds and then he played on like, Thursday night, didn't he, last night? And he's going to have to play again. Mm. I think that's a lot of games in one week. Three games. Mate, when he's not 20 years old, mate. It, I mean, I, was, I played for 12 hours a day when I was that age. Down the park, <laughs> you know. I'm still playing for 12 hours now. <laughs> no, honestly, he hasn't, got any, he hasn't got a lot of football in his legs, has he? I think it'd be fine. No, he hasn't. Which is maybe why he's not ready to play three games in a week, perhaps. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, I, I don't know what we're going to do. I, I hope we don't change the formation again because I thought the formation against Leeds is the right formation for us. It didn't really work in that game, um, but we need to stick to it. Obviously, Pepe being out, maybe give Nelson a chance if Willian's not fit. I want to see Saka playing. I mean, what do you, uh, what yourself, Luke, what do you think of Saka watching him play, obviously, for England as well? What I like him. I think, I think he's a good player. Um, bit of a utility man, can play in more than one position. Yeah. Um, when he's on the ball, he, he looks like he wants to make things happen. He's forward-facing, direct, um, works hard as well. Well, he seems like he works hard from my point of view. I, yeah, he I think he's a decent yeah. player. I don't think he's been called up to England by mistake. I think no. he's deserved it on, on form over the last nine, 12 months. Yeah, no, he has. He's been brilliant, actually. He's got he's got a great attitude for such a young lad as well. Very, He's very mature. Uh, the way that he approaches the game, his attitude to life seems to be very mature as well. And I think with that in mind, that's what you need to make a really good career. And I think some other young players, they get thrust into the first team. They're really good players, but maybe their attitude is not quite right. And that's why they maybe Definitely. don't make it. Maybe Ben Akafobi maybe was an example of that that we spoke about before, possibly, and some others as well. You know, but... I think Saka's got his head screwed on, and I think that's important, you know, and I think he's going to have a great career. Um, actually, Russ has been on Google again because he's found another player that played for Arsenal. Oh, Warfield, yeah. Isn't he? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the horse. The horse. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good shout, that Russ, actually. I've forgotten about him. But, yeah, he, he wasn't very good for Arsenal. But, uh, oh, I loved him. Did he play a lot for Wolves? I, I loved him at Arsenal, I did. Played, I, I really did. A few games our first season in the Premier League, but, no. Nah. Yeah, let's yeah. we can move on from Lujanet. Yeah, no, I, I kind of think that as well, actually. <laughs> I didn't really no, think I really liked him. him I much. really liked him. He liked he, he the way he ran was quite amusing, actually. I thought, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but um, he wasn't he galloped. Um, he wasn't, yeah, he did gallop. Yeah, he wasn't the greatest player, though, was he? Unfortunately, but we um, signed him on the basis of the European, the European Cup, on it. The uh, he played yeah, against, yeah, yeah, he, he played amazing him, yeah. games, that's right. Yeah, and that's yeah. why Wenger signed him, yeah. Mm-hmm. That worked out well, didn't it? Yeah. There was a, there was a few He's of them. Twin, actually, we bought his twin. Yeah, well, yeah, probably, yeah. He wasn't um he wasn't great, was he? But um but anyway. Um so yeah, so we kinda know what, what the lineup's gonna be now. So I suppose the only other thing to um look at is Obviously, it's going to be nil-nil because um, Wolves don't score goals. Arsenal don't score goals. They're both defensive and boring teams. So, I think it's obviously going to be nil-nil. <laughs> but what, are you, Kelvin, what, are you, what do you think the score might be on Sunday? Let's be optimistic and not be nil-nil. I'm going to be optimistic here. Otherwise, I'll start crying. And I think we'll win 2-0 at Yang to score twice because he can't hit the net at the moment. Well, he's due a goal, isn't he? He's due a goal in open play in the Premier League, not since the first day of the season. I mean, who would have thought that? We've been nearly in December, and Bamiang's not scored in open play in the Premier League since, well, the first game in September. That's just unbelievable, that, isn't it? So, he's due a goal, but is he going to score? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but 2-0 will be, be good. I'll take that all day long. What, what do you think, Andy? What's your kind of thought for the score for Sunday? I mean, out of... Utter stupidity. I'll just say 1-0 to the Arsenal. But I would be happy with a draw, if I'm honest. Um, I'm not confident. I, I, I wish I was. I normally am. You know me. Uh, but I would say there's a possibility that we could get a scrappy 1-0. Um, but I don't think either of us are playing very well at the minute. Yeah. 
So, yeah, just try and hold out, hold out for a scrappy one, Neil. Well, yeah, I mean, a win. I mean, I'll be, I'll be over the moon at the moment, to be yeah. honest. You know, we need three points. We desperately need a win, especially at home, because I mean our home form has been dire. Um, what are you thinking then, Luke? What's your kind of prediction? Obviously, you've watched a lot more Wolves than we have this season, so you'll probably be more knowing yeah. how they've been playing or not at the moment. The results haven't been bad, have they? Let's be honest. No, that's it's it'll be a, it's what it's it's a game that could probably be decided on the flip of a coin. I don't think there's going to be too much in it. Um, so on the basis of everything that's happened recently, I'm going to go Arsenal, Tiat 2, Wolves, Tiat 3. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Someone's kind of agreeing with you. Said it's oh, going to be three we ones. ain't going to score two goals. Uh, no chance. <laughs> we ain't going to score three. <laughs> Well, that'd be weird, that wouldn't it? Because we, we, we've been spending all night saying how negative both teams are. We can't score goals, and you've just gone for a free two. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Shows we're, we're all thinking nil nil. It's going to be nil nil now. You've convinced us it's going to be nil nil, and then you go and throw a free two in. It's like, See, well, I'm in your heads. I'm in your heads. That's why. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not being funny, right? This, this under 23 team I'm watching now, we should just put get them to play because they're playing brilliantly. Derby are top of this league and we're beating them 3-1. And um, that Moller, the young kid, the, the big tall centre ball, right, yeah. scored yeah. such a good goal. Really good finish. And then uh, our left left winger, Taylor Hart, curled one in from outside the box. Top postage stamp. But really exciting players. So I think we just put those out against Wolves and we'll do a lot better. They'll be tired though, won't they? They play tonight. Nah, they're only kids. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, go get knackered walking down the road or something, Richard. I mean, come on, they can, they can play two games in three days. Seriously, I don't know, I don't know at that level. Um, or you go, Muller's the next Latan, apparently. There you go. That's what they said. Yeah, they, they it was. Um, he went to the academy of uh, one of the Italian clubs, I can't think of it was now. And uh, the people who were working with him in the, in the academy over there said. That they that he reminded them because he's obviously Swedish. He's six foot four, but he's got a load of skill as well. Really, really talented. Um, so they said he could be the next Lasan Ibrahimovic because he's obviously from Sweden. Wow, that'd be good. Well, but he's, and, he, yeah, and Russ has there said that um, obviously on Luke's score there. He said Arsenal aren't getting two penalties, <laughs> so That's it right, won't Russ. be three two. When Wolves are in town, anything can happen with that VAR. Trust me. Well, oh, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Same and, with uh, us. We get. We don't get anything. We get no decisions at all, mate. We've, honestly, we've not even we've not had a penalty all season. It's ridiculous. I don't think we have, have we? Oh yeah, we have. One, yeah, yeah, one. we've had one. Yeah, we've had one. Yeah. Didn't didn't we get one in the Europa League as well? Or not? Am I making it up? I don't think so. No, no, maybe no. not. Then. But so yeah, the everything Arsenal podcast there one nil Arsenal with Bamiang. I'll oh, take that all day long. I've got to be honest with you. My predictions are draw. I've got, I really do think it's going to be a draw. I think the, the, I think the two teams will cancel each other out. Actually, um, I think it'll probably be one all again. It needs to be one all every season. So why not one yeah. all again? That's what I'm going for just because it seems to be the popular result when we play you guys. So I think one one. If we can sneak it one nil or two one, I'll be over the moon to be honest with you. But I'm not like Andrew said. I'm not confident particularly. The way that we've been playing, I just I'm worried that we may even lose. But I don't want to say we're going to no, lose. No. But um, 
I mean, I would take a draw, I think, really, but I don't know. It's it's going to be a very, very difficult game. I don't know whether this, this stuff in Norway, because we had to st- spend an extra night over there because of the fog in London last night. And I don't know whether that might help us or hinder us, actually, because at least the players would have got a full night's sleep after the game when normally they've been travelling back. So I don't know whether they might be a bit more rested ahead of Sunday or whether or not it's just going to completely throw their routines out and they'll be all over the place. I don't know. It's not the same 11, though, Richard. It won't be the same 11 players, will it? That'll be in the squad. Is that fistful of straws you clutch in there, Rich? Well, mate, get me excuses in earlier. If we lose, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to make of it all, to be honest. At the minute, it's... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say 1-1 just because... I don't think we've ever had the same scoreline four times in a row against the same team. So, at home, in four consecutive occasions that we played them. So, that might set a new record if it is 1-1. I don't know if that is actually true, but it might be. I can't think of <laughs> happening before. So, uh, I'm going to go for that just because it'll be a, a unique kind of result, really. So, um, but yeah, I mean, fantastic. I mean, anything else Anything else that anybody wants to speak about before we finish? Yeah, go on, Tottenham are going to lose 6-0. No, when it... No, but they're and playing Chelsea. We don't want them to lose 6-0 with Chelsea, do we? No, they will, though. They're Spurs, aren't they? So, uh, I want Spurs to lose whoever they play. I think... I've got to say that every... You know that I've got to say that every week, Richard. Well, so, no, that's true, yeah. They it hasn't done well this year, has it? They're top of the league yeah. on there. No, uh, my memory of Wolves, my early memory, why they're a special club to me, is when I was growing up about eight or nine, you used to get these comics with you used to get a cardboard cutout. You used to probably... Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the, bit, all the uh, tabs and where they are in the league, right? You know, oh, I used to have them. Yeah, I remember them. I remember them. Well, yeah. Wolves was very special to me, obviously, Arsenal and also Blackpool because they're the only two teams that had really strange uh, descriptions of their kit. Wolves was old, old gold and black, old gold, yeah. old gold which I, that was yeah. weird, and and uh, Blackpool was tangerine. Another yeah, weird, yeah. don't get that in any other clubs in the world. So that was very special for me. And also, I remember one of the standout players, you could see him from wherever you are, was Ron Flowers, this tall centre half who played loads of time towards their captain, big blonde guy. And he was like, had an aura about him, you know? And he was a bit. So those are the early days why Wolves like, impressed <laughs> me as a club. Silly little things, but there we are. No, it's the, the I didn't have no toys. I just had a rock I played with. I played with a rock. So I did. <laughs> I mean, talking about actually sort of uh, early memories of Wolves, one of my my first ever trip to Molyneux actually was um, Charlie Nicholas's second ever game for Arsenal. He scored his first goal for Arsenal against Wolves. We won 2-1 uh, on the bank holiday Monday it was. Um, I think I was about 14, 15 or something like that at the time. And that's the first time I've been to Wolves actually. Very different ground back then. The big terrace behind the goal and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was... Uh, it was good that, but yeah, Charlie Nicholas scored. He scored two goals that day actually, and then he didn't score for about six months after that. And was that uh, his second match. game for us? Yeah, second game. Yeah, the I've first got a story game. about that, but I can't do it over here. I do it privately. I tell a little story about oh, that okay. game with Charlie Nicholas. Right. No, not, not, not nasty or nothing, but there's a reason. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's my first ever trip to Wolves. Probably, I think that's the first time I've maybe even seen Arsenal ever play Wolves, actually, because they've been relegated a couple of seasons before. Actually, before before you go, I wanted to actually talk to you about Steve Bull, actually, because he was a guy when he was a player and half, and he's Steve Bull. Yeah, he got I some goals. Just, yeah, a prolific, yeah, just a prolific goal scorer, just born to score goals. And and to be fair, if if there was no Steve Bull, there'd probably be no Wolves now. So. Yeah, Because we, we would have gone out of business yeah. without his goals. 
Mm. Yeah, didn't he get 50 goals two seasons running or something, didn't he? Yeah, something like 54 and 51 or something like that in consecutive That's seasons. That's did, he play, did he play for England when he was in the lower division for Wolves? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he got 13, so good caps, he was. 13 caps, four goals. Didn't he go to the 1990 World Cup in the squad instead of Alan yeah, Smith? Yeah, he, he did. And apparently, did, yeah. him and Gary Lineker hate each other. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we all know Gary Lineker's a little bitch. So that's well, probably yeah. <laughs> No, that's fair enough. Like, I'm not arguing with that. Definitely not. <laughs> one other thing about Wolves that I like. Yeah, go on. got one of the most famous supporters in the world. Who's the most famous supporter? Of Jeff, Wolves? Robert, oh, Robert no. Plant. Yes. Yeah. The... Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Robert Plant. And Jimmy oh, Page. Both of them. Jim, Jimmy Page as well, isn't he? Yeah, but Robert Plant. I mean, yeah, but Robert Plant. I mean, come on, come on, <laughs> fantastic. I absolutely. Uh, I, fan it's fan. one of my favourite kits this season as well. This the new kit that you've got. I love yeah. it. Beautiful. See, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Arsenal because I had a cousin who I grew up with, and he supported. He was an Arsenal fan. So I was always sort of my second team, but with all due respect, I kind of get embarrassed if somebody says, "Oh, who's another team you look out for? Who's your second team?" Arsenal <laughs> at the minute. Because he used to be dominant, didn't you? Like with Henri, Burkamp, and Wright, Petit. It will be again. Under Fantastic. Give it a season or two. Give it a <laughs> season or two. So. Let's hope so, because it's uh, it's been long overdue, actually. Yeah, it has. It has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, we're in the, we're in the process, I suppose, of rebuilding, um, and you know, I suppose we will come back at some point. But at the moment, it's like you know. Wolves have overtaken us in the last two seasons. There's no doubt in my mind that Wolves have yeah. overtaken us with some good some good signings. Uh, obviously, a good manager as well, and some great signings actually. Um, a really good team, and you know, um, I've always um, a bit like a bit like Melbourne. I think I've had a little bit of a soft spot for Wolves just because such a historic club as well. Um, I say I, I used to go there a lot in the 80s and stuff when when I used to play Arsenal, and I don't know. I just always had they always struck me as being. Um, a really big club that had a lot of problems, um, you know, and I always kind of, I, I don't like to see that really because, you know, the traditional clubs, I mean, weren't Wolves one of the original football league clubs, weren't they? The yeah, one of the founder clubs, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I think all those clubs to me are massively important in English football, you know, and they, they deserve to be, uh, you know, at a higher level, a lot of them have yeah. you know, had a lot of struggles, haven't they, in recent years, and, you know, I know Wolves have been through the mire and stuff like that, and, I never like to see that really for clubs like that because I, you know, it's like the traditional clubs in English football are so important, and it's almost like people forget about them if they're not in the Premier League. You know, if yeah, you're in the two years, you get forgotten about, don't you? Yeah, um, agree with that. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because you know there's a lot of big important clubs in English football history that at the moment are having bad times, aren't they? And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Nottingham Forest, twice European Cup winners, yeah. can't get out of the Championship. They've been there for years, haven't they? And you know, that's just one example. I mean, Aston Villa only just come back into the yeah. Premier League. Leeds. Yeah, Leeds, yeah. Even, you know, Ipswich, Sunderland. Yeah. Outdoor yeah. clubs. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? I mean, I know everything comes in, in cycles, but these days, maybe, if you come out of the Premier League, I mean, as you guys know, it's not easy to come straight back, is it? It, can no, take it's hard. It's, it is hard. It's harder than it looks. It is harder yeah. than it looks. I think the Championship's probably the toughest league, actually, that there is. Competitive-wise. It's just such a slog, isn't it? 46 games and, you know, you go into places like 
Barnsley on a Tuesday night, and it's it's not nice. Yeah, not nice. No, definitely, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, anyways, we sort of start wrapping up anyway. So thanks to all you guys. Um, you know, Melvin, as usual, um, pleasure to everyone. Some great stories again from your uh, your history of uh, lots of different stories. Um, where can people find you on uh, social media? Just to give everyone a heads up. As, we, as just on Twitter, it's Melvin. The only way is Arsenal. Mark, no thanks again. I really do enjoy things like this. It's fantastic. Not, and also, Luke, lovely to meet you. I mean that. Really, really no, nice thank to you. meet you. Yes, really nice. Yeah, and, and Andrew as well. Obviously, back again, um, once again on the show. Pleasure as always to have you on. Uh, where can people thank find you. you as well? Um, have a look on YouTube for From Dial Square to Where. If you like this channel, then I'm sure you probably be. Like mine, it's very similar with nice, of you know, uh, just positive vibes as much as possible. Very little negativity. Uh, so, yeah, go and have a look at From Dial Square to Wear on YouTube and uh, on Twitter, it's at From Dial Square. And thanks again. And again, very much uh, enjoyed meeting you, Luke. Been great. Nice, seeing you, Andrew. nice one, thank you. Just want to say, actually, on Andrew's show, he had a great, um, a great interview with Graham Ricks, former Arsenal player, the other night. I know the sound was a bit of an issue, but it was a great show, actually. So if you haven't seen that, definitely go and watch that because um, that was a fantastic, actually. I think he's coming back, isn't he, again, Andrew, isn't he, to do another, yes, another he show? Yes, yeah. I mean, that would yeah, be brilliant. Be, uh, what a great guy he was. Yeah, yeah, terrific. Absolute legend he was. And obviously, Luke as well, thanks for coming on. Absolutely pleasure, mate. I really enjoyed it. Great. Sir. Where can people find you on social media? Yes, they're assuming you want them to find you. Yeah, well, um, Twitter at yumyumluke86. Uh, podcasts that I do at Wolves Fancast. So, cheers for having me on. It's been good. It's been a good chat, to be fair. No, it's always nice to get perspectives of people from other clubs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're in our own little bubble at our own club yeah, and stuff definitely. like that. It's nice sometimes to get out of that and speak to other guys, and it's been great. I just hope that we can end our run because I've had a Leicester fan on, they beat us 1 0. I've had a Villa fan on, they beat us 3 0. And I've had a Leeds fan on, and we drew 0 0. So I'm hoping now I've got a Wolves fan and we might win a game, but I don't know. I'm not what, what did they say at the beginning of the show? If you're on a jinx or a bad run, Play Wolves. So, <laughs> I'm telling you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Honestly, we're the same though. We're the same. Yeah, the, no, I'll tell you what, we're, we're, the, we're the only team that give Christian Benteke a goal every season. I mean, God, you can't get much worse than that, mate. He does like well, a goal I'm, again. I'm sure, I'm pretty certain we've given Shane Long a goal at some point in the Premier League. <laughs> and he used to play for Albion as well, which makes it even worse. <laughs> He's probably scoring against us, actually. I'm sure he has. Yeah, yeah, he had he had a streak against us. He was our bogey yeah. player for a while. Oh, yeah, I think, I think he probably did. But most most people seem to score against us, don't they? So there you go. Jimenez always scores as well, so he's about to score, isn't he? So I'm going one-one. Jimenez and Aubameyang like last year. That'd be good. We'll go for that. So brilliant. I say thanks a lot to everyone for for watching. Um, thanks for everyone in the comments as well. Russ Hussein, um, the Everything Arsenal podcast as well. Some good stuff there. Uh, everyone else who's been watching, Christopher as well at the beginning. Gary as well, old school friend of mine who um, who popped in earlier. So it's good to uh, good that he's watching as well. Um, yes, thanks to everyone else for, for watching as well. And um, I've got a lot of good stuff coming up on the channel. I'm, I'm going to do a watch along of the game on Sunday. Actually, I did one last week on my own. I've kind of enjoyed it, so I might do that again. Um, on Sunday and I'll be doing a preview of the game tomorrow as well I'll do a little video together I'll put out on the channel that's coming out I've already done it but it's going to come out and, uh, tomorrow morning as well so stay tuned to the channel lots of good stuff coming if you haven't done so please subscribe to uh, the channel 
Um, and um, in the meantime, of course, um, looking forward to what hopefully will be a good game on Sunday. Thanks again to you guys, Melvin, Andrew, of course, Luke. Fantastic. Thank, um, thank you very much. Um, and to, um, maybe getting you back on again when we play you later in the season or in the cup or yeah, something like that. Um, so it's been great. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for everyone for, say, for watching. Uh, thanks to you guys as well. And in the meantime, of course, as always, come on, you gunners. Oh, come, gunners. On. <laughs> come on. Come on, you guys.